0: If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba At participating McDonald's.
1: What's up, y'all? This is your boy David with Blackwell Friennasance, and I'm here today to tell you guys about Anchor. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the best place to make a podcast. Anchor is a free app that has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone. Anchor also distributes your podcast across all major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many others. You can also make money on your podcast with Anchor with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you're looking to get started on your own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor. You know the rules of the game. Yeah. You know the rules of the game, I don't care what color. Can you make me a hundred million? Let's talk money. money. Can you make me that? If you can't make me that, I'm going to you. talk to you. You shouldn't even at this tape. Hey. I got money
0: on my mind, I'm just trying to get some dough I ain't picking up my lot, unless it's money on the phone Gotta get it on the daily, all I want is dubs, you know what I'm on I've been chasing after people, all I know is run money marathon Do five years of this and be a millionaire And go on, do what I want to do, have kids go live my trip and join the games like
2: out here in Texas, or struggle for next year The choice is yours What's up guys, welcome to the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast Our goal of this podcast is to normalize black wealth and share helpful resources and tips we believe will be useful in attaining and maintaining generational wealth. Please feel free to rate and comment on our podcast. We would love to hear all feedback you have. Now, enjoy the show.
1: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Black Wealth Renaissance podcast. Your boy, David Bellard, one-fourth of the Black Wealth Renaissance, checking in with my co-hosts. Fellas, how y'all feeling?
2: What up? It's your boy Jalen here checking in, man. I'm feeling great. It's a lovely Saturday, beautiful blue skies. Can't wait to get this podcast episode going, man. Been waiting on this one. What's good? What's good? What's good? It's your boy Jared, another fourth of the Blackwell Renaissance checking in. I'm trying to get my lighting together over here so I can stop looking like an unlocked character. But other than that, I'm feeling real good this Saturday. How y'all doing? You do look like you on to Kombat, yeah, my, I brother. Know a lot, Chew, my brother. True. <laughs> <hell>. fight. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm done
1: done. Man, but yeah, like Jalen said, man, once again, y'all, we got another great episode Maybe our boy Kelly be able to hop on later, we're not sure But we got a fire episode for y'all this Saturday We got our good brother on this episode Mm -hmm. A good friend of ours, a friend of the show friend of Black or friend of Sons for a minute Out of OKC, a business coach and strategist, Mr. George Pitts
0: George, how you doing, my brother? Man, I'm good, man. I'm good, man.
2: What about you guys? Man, we doing great, bro. I just want to say thank you for coming on, bro. This has been a long time. We had you on the live. You didn't drop some gems. We didn't put some gems that you didn't dropped on the page. And we, man, I'm ready for this one, my dog.
1: The audience need this one, because, like, my brother, he be dropping them gems on how you going to get that bag. Yeah, man. He really just monetize everything. Every time I (laughs) talk to him, it's monetize everything.
0: And when I tell you my
1: brother, you with it, y'all.
0: 100%, man. 100%. Appreciate
1: it. But look. So, yeah. So, George, to kick off the show, man, we want to just ask you, like, how did you get your start, man? Like, what led you to becoming a business coach? Like, how did you come up?
0: So, man, I'll go back a little bit farther. You know, whenever I had, um, I was working for this company, man. And, you know, I was kind of struggling in the work that I was doing. So, I asked the lady, man, because I had been there for about a month and I hadn't really got trained. So I said, hey, man, I'm going to need some training or whatever. And, you know, I went to my doctor, my director, and she looked at me in the eye, man. She was like, I'm going to get you all the training you need. I'm so glad you came to us and told us, you know what I'm saying, that you needed some help. A lot of people, they'll just try to figure it out and mess things up, you know, yada, yada, yada. But we appreciate you. We're going to get you all the training you need. So, man, at the end of the day, I'm packing up my stuff to go, man. I'm feeling good about myself. And my manager comes up and was like, hey, I'm going to walk you out. I said, okay. It's the end of the day, you know? So she's like, hey, I need to stop by HR quick and drop some papers, I'll come over here with me. So I was like, all right, cool. She's like, just sit right there, I'll be right back. So man, next thing I know about three minutes later, the HR director comes out, she's like, Mr. Pitts, are you ready? I kind of look at her like, what? You know, like ready for, I'm ready to go home. And she's like, and she kind of looked at me like, you don't know why we're here, you know? So she brings me into her office and she's like, so I understand that you're wanting to leave the company, and we totally understand your decision. I looked at her, I was like, wait, wait, what? And, you know, she's like, so you didn't say that you, you know, that you're voluntary resigning and, you know, all this of stuff because I got all your paperwork here. I said, absolutely not. So I explained to her exactly what I just told y'all, and she just kind of shook her head and she's like, look, because we live in an at-will state, which when you live in an at-will state, that means an employer can get rid of you for whatever reason and you can't, you can't do nothing about it unless you can Prove that it was, you know, racial, you know, whatever. And uh, most of the time you can't. So she's like, either you can go ahead and take this resignation. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a month of severance, which we weren't going to do, but I'm going to do. I want you to put everything down and I'm going to send it to corporate, or you can come back to work tomorrow and they can let you go and it counts as a termination. This was like two weeks before Christmas. So I'm like, damn. So I just went ahead and took the resignation so I could get the severance because I'm like, man, you know. So I went home, and I'm just like, what am I going to do? Because I was living paycheck to paycheck. You know, I was living okay. I had a, you know, we had a decent, you know, apartment. We, you know, or, or a condo at the time. You know, had decent cars, but we was paying on everything. And we were living paycheck to paycheck. So I'm like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. And so, you know, if you ever trying to look for a job during the holidays, you ain't going to find one. You know what I'm saying? So, man, what I did was the next day I was warming up my wife's car so she could get ready to go to work. Because, you know, we didn't have remote starting. it was in the wintertime. And I remember watching her drive off. And as a man, I was thinking, damn, my wife's about to go and work and, I, and my ass is at home. You know what I'm saying? And it hit me like, I don't want that, you know? And it, was, it hadn't even been 24 hours, but that's just where my mindset was at. So, man, after I crawled in bed, man, was starting to get depressed. and something said, get up, go in there and get on your computer and start, you know what I'm saying, start figuring this out. So man, I started learning and I started finding out about eBay and how you could sell stuff on eBay. And then I started finding out about work at home jobs. So anyway, man, during that time I got a job, started working from home during that time for QVC, taking calls from people who were ordering stuff during Christmas on the computer. And then I was selling stuff on eBay and learning that. So then fast forward about you know six, eight months later, I got on Periscope, which is this streaming app. And I started talking about, hey, here's some of the stuff that I'm going to the post office to drop off for eBay. And everybody started asking me, yo, do you do a class? Do you teach people about that? I didn't know about none of that stuff. And so after so many people kept asking me about it, man, I eventually, instead of just taking people's money and like, yeah, I'll show you, I hired me a coach. And he taught me everything about coaching offers. And man, after that I opened it up and I ain't looked back since man, that was in 2014. Man.
1: Yeah, that's dope, bro. Hey, that's a beautiful story, bro. Cause
0: yeah, it's like it's a lot of things in there
1: that I love, but that theme of persistence and just like you, whenever you said that moment, you was like you got down in that bed and you was like, damn, like I was about to feel depressed, but then something just said, get up and go figure it out. That's like the realest shit to mm-hmm. me, bro.
2: And I also like how your story, like, whenever you started figuring out, okay, man, this something I don't know. This might be a little bit out of my league. You with the job, you asked for training. And even before you started the coaching, you wouldn't go find you a coach so you can deliver your best self to the people that you trying to help. So I really like that, too, out of your story, because it shows that, OK, I don't want to just be mediocre at this. I really want to be the best that I could be.
0: Man, listen, if I feel personally that that was really the catalyst to me being where I'm at today, because I could have just said, yeah, yeah, let's get on Skype. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't know nothing about Zoom or Hang out. I just knew about Skype back then, right? Mm -hmm. Let's get on Skype. You know what I'm saying? PayPal me, you know, $50 and I'm going to show you. And that's what I was going to charge. And he was like, you know, once he took me through the process, showed me how to set up my systems, he said, you're going to charge $300 for that course. I said, what? I said, man, I wouldn't even pay $300 for this course. (laughs) And he said, nah, you teaching them how to make money. You can't be charging $50 like that. You know what I'm saying? Now you got this hustler mentality. You're just trying to make a little bit a little money. If you want to turn this into a business, you got to treat it like one. And so I said, okay. So I put a $2.99 price tag on it. And, man, listen, y'all, when people started signing up, I got nervous. I started getting this – I started getting imposter syndrome. like, I don't think I can deliver. I don't know if – you know, what if they say it ain't worth it? What if they don't like it? What if everything I teach – I mean, I started freaking out. So I took it down after 26 people signed up for it. I took it down They said, I'm not taking no more people. You know what I'm saying? Twenty Now, you do the math. Two ninety-seven. You know what I'm saying? And I got scared. I was like, I took it down immediately. And people was sending me messages like, hey, I'm trying to sign up. Today's payday for me. I said, we're not taking no more people. And I did the class. You man. made 7, 700 and, and you yeah. stopped taking people. Yeah. Yeah, man. Imposter syndrome is so real. And so I did the course on a Thursday night and I didn't even finish. I had like two hours left and I was like, so what we going to do y'all tomorrow? I'm going to, y'all meet me back here at the same time at the same link. And I want to teach y'all some more. And they're like, wait, there's more.
2: When something happens to your kitchen, you might say
1: this is ludicrous,
2: but that won't fix your home.
1: That will only get you the rapper ludicrous. Having trouble. Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim. Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right.
2: You can file a claim on the app or call us.
0: Thanks, Mr. Chris.
2: No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor,
0: State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. You mean to tell us all this stuff? You mean to tell us you're going to teach us more and more? They, they were already like, yo, you gave us everything we wanted and more. You mean to tell us we're going to come back, you're going to give us some more? And I was like, yeah. You know, I'm going to teach you how to drop ship, how to bring stuff in. I just taught you how to sell what you already have. I'm gonna show you how to order stuff in bulk. I gave them like this whole, they were just like, oh my God, we'll be back. And like, man, I ended up over delivering. And so what I did, this was in October of 2014. I did a class every Friday after that through December for 297 and I was averaging about 30, 40 people every time.
2: Yeah, that's what you call betting on yourself, but I'm glad that you didn't stop doing it and you didn't let that imposter syndrome really just take you all the way out. Because you could have said, okay, man, I'm about to just send everybody their money back. Yeah. Like, hey, I, is-
0: I was this close. I ain't going to lie to you. I was very close. Because let me tell you something. I did not touch any of that money until almost, um, like, it, I had already did a, started doing the second class before I even touched the first class. Because I was thinking, what if they want to refund? I mean, like, that's just where my mind was. I just wasn't, I was like, this is too good to be true. Mm-hmm. I was looking at you like, I just made $7,700 teaching something that I know that's so simple. And like, what if they realize it ain't as good as what they thought? Maybe it's just, you know, man, I'm telling you, that imposter syndrome stuff is real. I had about $12,000 sitting in my PayPal account after the second one before I touched the penny up. And even when I was like, finally, like, okay, let me go ahead and start, you know, dividend my money up and stuff like that. I don't think I even really was grasping the whole concept that this money was mine until man, almost like December. I was like three, four classes in, almost $20,000 just sitting in an account that I was too scared to touch. Cause I was thinking, you know, this can't be real. This, come on, really? You know what I'm saying? Take me three, it takes me four or five months to make this much money in a job. You mean to tell me I make this in a weekend. I just couldn't grasp it. But I tell you what, I got it now. (laughs) 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 <laughs> so I kind of want to yeah. talk about that. I'll, impossible. I'll,
1: I'll, 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 oh, dang. Right, let, let's go into the imposter syndrome. What, no, what you got? Because I kind of wanted to go with the drop shipping, man, and like really getting back into like when you got started and you first learned about eBay. How do people like start doing that type of stuff? Because like, you know, a lot of people, they want to sell online, but they don't really know like their first steps.
0: So I'm going to tell you, man, at the time when I started selling on eBay, I had finally got another job. And somebody was like, I was like, man, I got all these. I had switched from Android to iPhone. But up until I bought the iPhone 6, I was an Android guy. So I had the Galaxy 2, the 3, the 4. I had all these phones and my wife had them too. So we had like six, seven Android phones just sitting in our nightstand. So I was telling somebody, I was like, man, I need to go ahead and put these on Craigslist so I can sell them. He was like, man, why would you put them on Craigslist? Put them on eBay, you'll get more money. I said, man, who even uses eBay anymore? You know what I'm saying? Because Amazon was popular. He said, man, every time I upgrade my phone, I sell it on eBay. It goes like that, and I make way more money on eBay than I do Craigslist. So I said, really? He said, yeah, just take some pictures from it and post them on there. So, man, one night I was getting some stuff together, and I said, man, let me go get these phones. And I took a picture of the phones, and I just went and watched a YouTube video on how to list your items on eBay. So I opened me up an eBay account. took me about two hours to list those phones because I was trying to figure it out, the pictures, all that other stuff. Man, by the time I finished listing them, shut down my computer, walked to my bathroom to take a shower and get ready for bed, one of them had already sold. I was like, what? So then I, you know what I'm saying, I I get ready for bed, man, I wake up the next morning, the other four had sold, I only had two left. By the Mm -hmm. time I packaged them all up, drove to the post office and dropped them off, the last two had sold. So literally in a 24-hour period, all six of these phones sold. So in my head, I'm thinking, yo, If people are selling their phones cheaper on Craigslist, I can go buy those phones and sell them on eBay. So I started buying phones off Craigslist, $50, $25, and I'll sell them on eBay for $150 to $200. And at one time, I had over 250 iPhone 4s. Those were like three generations behind of the new ones that I had in my house. And, man, I got so good at it that I was actually listing and selling phones before I would actually find them to buy on Craigslist. Dang. That's how crazy it was. And then, so I was like, okay, now I gotta find, you know, if this is selling like that, what else can I sell? And I started learning about, you know, people like to buy the lightning cables and the, the charging cables and the, the cases and stuff, man. So I started like, where can I buy that stuff? And that's where I found out about buying and both overseas in China and Hong Kong, and Taiwan is shipping it here and selling it. You know what I'm saying at a premium. So man, I was buying lightning cables where I was paying like a dollar fifty for like three feet, six feet, and nine feet cables, and I was turning around selling them for nine ninety seven a piece. And man, I was selling about three to five hundred cables a week, and I was getting shipments in on like every, like probably every three to five days because you know it takes about twenty some odd days to get here. So I was ordering like on a weekly basis so much that I would get shipments in like almost every week, sometimes twice a week of just cables and cases and all this other stuff, man. Then I started, I brought one of these here cause I figured we would talk about it. I started selling these little manicure sets and these sets, man, is basically when you open them up, they got like all these, like, you know, your nail clippers, your, you know, clean under your nails. It's like a manicure set. And I was getting these for four ninety seven. These things were selling at thirty nine ninety nine a piece. And then, you know, I started going on Periscope and like showing my shipments. And I was getting so many shipments in, I had to rent a storage unit. And so I would go and do a live like, yo, check out my shipments that came in today. The UPS guy would be meeting me over Mm -hmm. at my storage unit. I'd open it up and they'd be like, what's all those boxes? And I'd be showing them cables and phones and, you know, shirts and, you know, you name it, man, I was selling it. And then I would show them how I would be taking all this stuff in a U-Haul sometimes and I would go to the post office and people was just like, their mind was blown. Like, what is this dude doing? How are you getting all this stuff? And you know what I'm saying? That's how we got into it. Man, (laughs) that's
2: the true story of a hustler. I love that. God damn. So once you were starting to do that, did you like set up a system? Cause it sounded like you had a lot of shit going on. Like how did you manage all of that, man?
0: So, man, what it was was just me, you know, it was a lot of six-hour nights of sleeping and, you know what I'm saying, 18 hours of being up. At the time, man, I was still working full-time. So, not only, you know, I'm going in 6 a.m. to 3 o'clock. I'm getting off at 3 o'clock, and I'm shooting over to my storage unit to organize stuff. And so what I ended up doing, man, was I learned about Amazon and FBA, where you can actually have the stuff shipped to Amazon, and they sell it for you. And at the time I had started getting into the water bottles, like the fruit infused water bottles and different things like that and researching that kind of stuff. And so I started having stuff shipped to Amazon. And so instead of having all this stuff in a storage unit, I would still sell stuff on eBay, but not at the volume I was before because I was shipping it to Amazon. So basically the system that I had, man, was I started working on drop shipping cause I'm like, yo, I need, you know, like the volume and the customer base is at eBay, but I can't keep up with this demand by myself. And I didn't really trust a lot of people. So I'm like, I can't really hire somebody because what if they start taking stuff. So then, man, I learned about drop shipping, where I could order the stuff and just set my delivery date for 15 days, 20 days. And I could just order it and just have it shipped directly from these places that I was getting it in bulk to the customers and then just cut out the whole inventory thing altogether. That took me about two months to finally get it tuned in and locked in. And after that two months, I sold everything that was in my storage unit. And when I was getting ready to close the storage unit, that's when I found out about how you could buy storage units that people, you know, stop messing up on. Then I started buying storage units and selling that stuff on eBay and Craigslist. And man, me, my wife, my mom, and somebody else, we just started, you know what I'm saying? We were just meeting people there, selling stuff on Craigslist, selling stuff on eBay, and we built like this big six-figure empire doing that, and then you know, then I got into teaching people, and then started, you know, what I'm saying I'm like I'm making all this money, I'm making all this money from my job, I'm making all this money from here. I got to start figuring out where I can put this money, and that's when I got into investing. And then I got into rental properties, and then it just grew from there.
1: Man, it's it's, I really like, want to go into storage and shit either, man. What you got? I really want to go into the storage units, like like buying. Uh the storage units that people haven't paid on. Like, I'm a big um, Storage Wars fan. Like, I, I watch Storage Wars in my free time. Like, that, that's pretty cool to, like, go in and sell you but you don't know what you're getting. It's kind of right. like a mystery what you're getting and, and trying to sell that stuff off for a profit.
0: Yeah, man. Some people, I'll tell you something, man. Some people got these units, and they just got nothing but junk in there that ain't worth nothing. And you're like, why are you paying all this money to keep this in here? And some stuff you get, and you're like, why are you paying so little money to keep all this stuff in here? I had a storage unit one time, man, that we bought that someone had a furniture store. And uh, somebody had this furniture store, and they defaulted on these three storage units. And so we were able to buy two of them. The other one we wasn't able to get. We opened it up, living room sets, bedroom sets, dressers, mirrors. I got pictures of it too, man. And I couldn't believe it. And man, that stuff sold like hotcakes, man. I mean, like they even still had the prices on them where he had them set up in his store where, you know, they got the little display on the tables, and we would just sell them for half the price. I paid fifteen hundred dollars for one unit and twelve for the other one, and we ended up making close to seven thousand dollars off both those units. God damn.
2: How do you find out like this? Do they post this at the storage units if someone It was
0: by accident? I was going there cleaning out my unit. Getting it cleaned out so I could take everything in. And they had all these like units up and people like it wasn't a lot of people coming, but all these doors were up. So I went in there and I was like, yo, what's going on? Does someone own all these units? They're like, no, today is auction day. I said, what's auction day? They said, well, if people don't pay their storage units after three months or however months and they don't pay it, we break the locks and we open it up and people come auction on. them." I said, well, what do you got to do to do it? Do I got to get an auctioneer's license or not? And she just kind of laughed. She's like, no, sweetie, so just go out there and look. And you can bid on it, you just can't walk in and you can't, you can't look around, you just gotta bid. And so they're like halfway up, you know what I'm saying? They're not even all the way up, they're like halfway up. And you can kind of look around and see, and so I was like, well, how much is this one? She's like, give us an offer, the bidding starts at this. I was like, what? I said, well, 225, you know what I'm saying? Because the bidding started at 200. She looked around, she said, going what?" and there was nobody else around, I thought it was a joke. She's like, going on once, going twice, Sold to the gentleman right here, and I was like, well, where is it? Really? And she's like, yeah, it's yours, but you got to go pay up at the front. So I paid up at the front, went into there, and this dude had all these tools. I remember, like, it was yesterday. It was tools, and they had, like, uh, all these, like, little roller things for, like, an auto shop, mm-hmm. different, like, stools that you roll around in, like, and they were all Snap-on, which is a really good brand. Yeah,
2: that's a good company.
0: And the tools were, I mean, they weren't new, but they looked new. And so, man, I just started posting them on eBay and Craigslist. It took me about a week and a half to sell it. I made a little over $700 off that. Man. And so I started, I was like, well, uh, and I went in there, I was like, when is your next auction thing? She's like, well, we have them every Saturday, but the best time to come is during the wintertime because a lot of people, they just default and a lot of people don't come out. But you can come any weekend. If we have them, you'll see them up. And then I started flipping stories units after this
1: <laughs> that's dope man I'm about Those to go to the few stores ass. you just <laughs>
0: yeah yeah man
1: George bro I do want to ask you cause like you were selling on eBay and uh, Amazon and all that, selling online I want to ask you how were you marketing your business like what were some ways that you were getting it out there cause posting on eBay like I know they like people looking on eBay so there's already some organic traffic there but did you do like any other advertising
0: not never That's what trips people out to this day. I never did any advertising. I just, I never really thought to do it because everything I put on there is sold. So I I never really even thought I, I probably could have sold stuff faster, but I never had a problem selling anything because I did enough research on my competition and what other people were selling to where I would price my stuff a certain way. But then I also found out how the algorithm would work. So I knew what to put in my titles and I knew what to put in my descriptions to where they would always go to the top. Mm-hmm. It was like a cheat code. But I'm gonna be honest with y'all brothers. I still to this day don't know how did that work, but it just did. You know what I'm saying? Cause I would go on like my laptop or somewhere else and I would search for a particular phone and mine would always be in the top three to five. And I never paid for it. And some of the people above me and even below me were like sponsored ads. And here I am, this dude in the middle, organic. Ain't you know what I'm saying? Ain't paid for nothing. And it just sold. I just learned how what to put in the title and then what to put in the description so that I just got into the... I basically went back to my days of when I was in internet marketing where I learned about search engine optimization and I just basically applied that same concept to eBay and believe it or not, man, it worked. Hey, that's
1: that's dope, bro. And that's like one of the... That's dope because I like that you use the skill from a job because, you know, we talk about that a lot too. Whenever you're doing a job, you should always look at the things that you're doing as something that you can monetize for yourself later. Right. 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 Nah, shit. I,
2: yeah, I don't. Even, I don't care. Like, what type of job it is. Even if you just a cashier at like the dollar store, that should be you figuring out how can I be the best customer service rep I can be. Or even if you're a janitor, man, how am I gonna be the best janitor? How can I take this? I can probably start a cleaning service off of this. Now I know how to wax. I know how to strip. I know how to do it. Everything that you do.
0: No like such David, thing yeah, as a it,
2: wasted opportunity. Everything you can learn and you can build off of.
0: Man, it's funny you said the janitorial thing, man. I'm going to share a story with y'all if y'all don't mind. Wow. This guy on Periscope was following me and he was like, man, I'm a janitor. I don't make a lot of money, but I want to learn how to get into eBay. And so I was like, okay. So, you know, he set up a coaching call with me and was telling me how he wanted to get into eBay to make more money. And I started asking him more about, I was like, what do you doing? He told me. I said, well, you know, what exactly do you do as far as Jan? Are you just taking out trash? He's like, no, I strip and wax floors. I do this. I do that. I said, okay, man, this course is $300. He said, okay, I saved up the money. I'm going to go buy it now. I said, no, you're not. I said, this is what you're going to do. Where do you live? And he told me, and I found a wholesale cleaning supply store. I said, man, here's what you need to do. You need to go buy all the supplies that you need. And then what you're going to do, I'm giving you all some free game. I said, you're going to go to Craigslist. And you're gonna go into the services section and you're gonna look for places that have a business that are promoting their services. So physicians are on there, dental offices are on there, attorneys are on there, different places like that. And I said, You're gonna send them an email or call their number and offer your services to them. And he said, But well, man, I do this already for a job. I said, How much do you make of your job? And he said, I make 950 an hour. I was like, So you make 950 an hour. I said, Here's what you're gonna do: you're gonna charge people. About $100 to $150, depending on the size of their building. I want you to walk in there. If it takes you two hours or less, it's $100. Anything over two, two to four hours, it's 150 He's like, oh, okay. And he, you could tell he was hesitant. So I walked through it with him, you know, helped him go to Fiverr, get a logo, all this other stuff. And this dude ended up getting two clients that first week. One was 150 the other one was $100. He would knock them out in two and a half hours. So he made what would take him one week of working 40 hours a week in like one night. And he was doing them twice a week. So he was making more money in one week than he was for his two-week check. And in two weeks, for only working two nights a week, he was making more than he made one month. And now this dude has about 15 cleaning clients and he still has his job. And he makes more in his business than he does his job. But he likes what he does in his job. Plus, he's got a retirement that he's waiting on. And uh, this dude is making, he went from making a little less than what 22, dollars $2, a month to he makes about five grand, six grand a month now, doing exactly what he does in his nine to five. Mm,
2: I love it. I love it. And that's a good way, good segue so we could transition into you doing the business coaching, man. Because yeah. we talked about how you know you coach through the eBay and everything, but now you use your talents to really help people start these businesses, man. Was that the first kind of instance where you kind of went with the business coaching unknowingly?
0: No. So when I went into business coaching is when I started teaching, whenever I started telling people the stories or when I would come on live and I'd be like, hey, you know, I'm going over here to flip this over here. Or, hey, I'm going to go look at rental properties, y'all. You know, come with me and check them out. I bought my first rental property live, you know what I'm saying, on Periscope. And so people were like, yo, you, doing, you got a rental property off of your eBay store? You know, like, yeah. And so I started doing all these things. And so people were like, do you have a class on rental properties? Do you got a class on flipping storage units? Do you have a class on this? And then when people found out, because my background is in engineering, so I'm a certified systems engineer through Microsoft, EMC. So I deal a lot in the technology world. So I have a couple of clients also that are small businesses that I do IT services for. So when people started saying, man, how many businesses you got? And I was like, well, I got this, I got that, I got this. And they were seeing me doing it. It wasn't that I was just saying it because, you know, a lot of people on social media give lip service. I would actually go live and take people with me on my days of what it is that I'm doing. So they seeing how I work and how I move. And people started asking, do you offer coaching? And I was like, well, yeah, I do. But, you know, I'm not taking clients right now because I went through coaching with that guy and set everything up. But I was just so busy, I couldn't do it. So once I tuned everything in to where I wasn't doing as much eBay and I wasn't selling the storage units as much anymore because the quality was just going down and, you know, I had money coming in in other places, that's when I opened up my evenings. But what I did was I actually went and attended the Universal Coaching Institute, got my certification for business coaching and life coaching because I wanted to know how to do it the right way. And I spent, you know, quite a bit of money to get those certifications. And then I started coaching people and just, they would basically come to me and I said, okay, tell me about yourself. Tell me about this. And I got a good intake process. And when they tell me what it is, I just got this gift where I can break something down and say, this is what we need to build and brand us. And man, we've had several people, man, that have gone out and done great for themselves and just killing it in an online space, man. And that's kind of how I got into it.
2: I love it. It speaks a lot to like your character though, bro. You a go giver. Like, Every time, every instance, like you're not just coming in there, hey man, you came for this service. I'm gonna just give you that. You're like, no, what? Let me know about you Mm -hmm. so you can actually help them out the best way. Real value, yeah. So I love that, man.
0: Yeah, man. You know, like the guy that came to me for the eBay class, and I still practice this to this day. You know, when I was asked, when I was you know asking the questions and stuff like that, he's like, well, I, I would just go to the library. And just do everything there. And I'm like, nah, man, you need a scanner, you need a printer, you're going to be paying for that. And then when he was talking about I'm just like, how would that even look if this guy's bringing in random stuff into the library, taking pictures, getting on the computer? And so I started asking him more questions, and he really wasn't tech savvy, so I knew that wasn't going to be something beneficial for him.
1: Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every
0: genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips.
1: So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.
0: Yeah, I could have took the $300 and made it, but, you know, he would have never... There's a good chance he might not win anywhere with that knowledge. So that's kind of what birthed me to get into the business coaching side because I'm like, you got a lot of people out here buying stuff and enrolling and registering for stuff that they really probably don't even have the skill sets to do. And it's not to say that they can't, they're not capable of doing, I think people are capable of doing anything they put their mind to, but if you can accelerate that process by putting them in the right thing, they're going to win a lot quicker and faster than they will put them in something that's not really original
2: mm-hmm. to
0: organic, so to speak.
2: You was meant to be a coach, bro, just because, like, now I'm thinking about great coaches, like the NBA coaches, like Pop and Belichick and everything. They understand how to use their people to the best of their ability. Mm -hmm. They're going to say, okay, this is the system, but we're going to see how we can work you out in the system the best way we can. So it definitely seems like that's a calling on your life. Like, you was meant to be a coach because you just understand how to break people
1: down and really just – Utilize. I know every time I done talked to this man, he done blessed me with a few gems. I'm telling you. Man,
0: Man, it's all about just putting people, like you said, man, it's all about putting people in the right position, man. You know, you've got a lot of people out here and I I don't take nothing away from people that, hey, you know, you pay for a session, you get this, I'm going to give you what, what you pay for and just move on. But, you know, sometimes, man, at the end of the day, especially when you get into a place where you're blessed financially and you really don't need the money, it's just that I value my time. I can take time to really break a person down and say, nah, you know, I understand you want to do this because you see all these other people doing it. And you think that would be great, but your strength's going to be over here. And let me tell you why. When I start to break it down to them, they're like, I don't know why I never saw that. And I'm like, well, it's because you're too busy looking to your left and your right and you're not looking up front. The reason Michael Phelps beat the brakes off that dude that he was racist because the dude was paying so much attention to Phelps and Phelps was just like locked into the finish line that this dude didn't even realize, Hey, if you just would have kept at the pace you was going, you probably could have beaten him, but you was too busy focusing on what he was doing. You didn't realize that your strength was just, you know what I'm saying, staying in your lane. And mm-hmm. so, you know, once you help people get into their lanes, man, because one thing about being in your lane, you can go as fast as slow as you want to, and you ain't got to worry about passing nobody because your lane is your lane. So that's why, you know what I'm saying, I love what I do, man. And just, you know what I'm saying, I thank God for putting me in a position to do that, man, because I love seeing people win.
2: Hey, man, I told y'all,
1: gems, bruh.
0: Hey. <laughs> Always
2: gems, bruh.
0: Always. <laughs> I so,
2: love it.
1: George, my brother, we're going to go ahead and pivot to the last segment of the show, bro. We're going to do a What's on Your Timeline. So I wanted to ask you, my brother, what's something that you've seen on social media that you just want to talk about?
0: So, man, it was actually on the Black Wealth Movement page, man. You had made a post about group economics and how we got to learn how to start using that. And I think that, you know, the reason that that, you know, really resonated with me is because some people don't understand the power of group economics. You know, one of my favorite books, man, is The Jewish Phenomenon, right? Hmm. And it is a great book on how the Jewish population and how they are always, they represent the smallest population in every country that they have representation, but they're always in the top 5% of wealth. So they're the smallest population in the United States, in Canada, Europe, UK, you name it. But they're always in the top five percent when it comes to wealth and the way that they work is all group economics what they do is they train their kids okay at, when they turn 15 they're like okay they sit them down they say what do you want i want a nice car what kind of car do you want i want a porsche daddy you know what color of porsche and they ask them all these questions to pull it out of their kids because at, at 15 year old you kind of know what you you kind of know what's hot for you at the time and they say okay this is what you're going to need to do if you get a porsche it's going to cost you about $70,000. Your insurance is going to cost this much. So you're looking at a total of this much a month. How are you going to do that, son? Or how are you going to do that, sweetie? And they're like, well, I'm going to work real hard and do it. Okay, but where are you going to work? And they just ask them all these questions. And what they do is say, okay, here's the top five jobs that will pay you to be able to afford this. You can become a doctor, a lawyer, an accountant. You know, they break it down. And then they say, this is how much this person makes. And then what they do is that they train this person, okay, make a decision on where you want to go. We're going to pay for your education and you're going to get an insurance policy. We have a million dollar insurance policy on us. When you graduate and you get your first job, our policy now, you have to pay it every month because if something happens to us, you're going to get the million dollars. Plus you got to pay yours and you pass yours on to your kids. And then what they do is that once they work, they have a 10 year limit. So they're like, if you get a six figure job, you work there no more than 10 years, you stack 80% of your money, and then you build a business. And whatever you need that you're lacking, people within your family will donate 10% of whatever you need. So if you need a million dollars, 10 people are going to donate $100,000 to you, whether they go get a line of credit, or they take it out of their savings, or they cash out their whole life insurance policy, because you get dollar value from it. So then you go and start your own CPA business, or you go and start a hotel, or you know a laundromat. This is what they do. And then when you get there, your job is to save 10% of everything you make so that when the next person, whether it's your sister, your brother, your cousin, or whoever wants to start a business, your 10% is set aside so that you can contribute to that. And that's how they all build businesses all the way up and all the way around by doing that. And so I've been a big, big proponent of how the Jewish community works. And I'm a part of some of the groups now. Just because I love how they how they're all about building wealth and how they incorporate group economics and how they do it. Every person who starts a business or who goes into school, you got to find a way to live off 25 percent of your money and save the other 70. You put five percent back for a rainy day. And then when you get your business, you have to save 10 percent of everything you make forever until you so you always a person that the community can tap into for the next person to build their business. And here's the deal. If that person fails their business and it doesn't work and they come up with another idea, you still give them 10% and you don't hold it against them until they get it right. It's mm. the best thing I've ever seen before.
2: Mm. Now that's a true testament of group of economics. Yeah. God yeah. damn.
0: Hey, what's the name of that
2: book again? The Jewish, it's called one?
0: The Jewish Phenomenon. I'll tell you a uh, matter of fact, uh, here right here. It's the Jewish Phenomenon, man. It's the revised copy by Steven Silber.
2: Hmm, I'm going to read that. This is one
0: of that. my favorite books, man. Favorite books. And then there's the Jewish Code. There's, man, I got a lot of Jewish books, but this one right here, Jim City, man. Hmm. Jim City. Y'all
1: definitely read them, yeah, man, because, like, that group economics piece is really, like, something that our people, we genuinely do struggle with the concept of it. Mm-hmm. Like, we recently talked with Jay Morrison, and we talk with a lot of people about it all the time. Just like, our people have all these preconceived notions about each other and that like we're just scared to invest with each other. We don't want to do it. And like we always talk about the negative and we don't see the positive in it. Because like that, just that example of what you just said with the Jewish people, they putting 10 percent in. And if they fuck up the business, you just everybody just lost their money. Right. Mm-hmm. With us, our community, we chastising that person forever. Mm-hmm. We're not fucking with them no more. They're right. Big. Terrible. That business was that's terrible. Why we can't fuck with y'all. We can't fuck yeah. with y'all. But they just said fuck it. We going to move it on. We going to move on and keep growing as a community. Right. Yeah.
0: yeah. Because you got to think, man, if you got a person that's out here trying to start something, just because it don't work, you got somebody that's actually got the mindset. You got someone that's trying to do something that's going to take the family, that's going to take the community to the next level. So maybe that first thing don't work, but you know what I'm saying? It doesn't – you can't hold that against them. you got to – you know what I'm saying? they got the right mindset. they just got to be put in the right position. So it's just like, you know, coaches, you know, when they get an athlete, a guy that's super fast and strong, they're like, okay, he can't catch the ball. You know what I'm saying? But he's really good at tackling. So let's put him in like a linebacker. We'll put some pals on him. And, you know what I'm saying, they keep working with him until they get him in the right position. They don't say, look, man, you're fast, you're strong, but you can't catch the ball. You know what I'm saying? You this, you that, so football ain't for you. No, they figure it out. They move them around until they get them in the right place. And that person ends up becoming, you know what I'm saying, like a great player. So the thing is, is that when you got someone on your team like that, i.e. your family, they already got the right mindset. Their heart's in the right place. They just ain't found the right position yet. So if you're in a position to take, you know what I'm saying, to help them figure it out, it's not hurting you. Why would you trip on that anyway? I mean, we'll trip on investing $100 into somebody when you got these communities that are investing hundred grand into somebody only for them to have to turn around a couple years later and do the same thing again. And we over here tripping on $100. It makes no sense. And that's why, you know, you got them that are in a position to invest $100,000 a piece. And we over here trying to figure out how we can, you know what I'm saying, get our mind wrapped around investing $100. Yet yeah, we're worth, billions and billions of dollars in consumer spending mm-hmm. but we can't wrap our heads around investing $100 makes absolutely no sense to me
2: that's crazy and i just like that getting people in the right position thing because i feel like that's so important to someone's success because a lot of times in our community they we don't do like the jewish people we don't say what do you want out of this is either oh you need to become a doctor or just go to college just go work hard oh you need to do this But we don't really ask and figure out what people are really good at. If you can understand really just how to maximize that person and just put them in a position to be successful, it'll be so much better. Even like with kids, I know we'll see kids and I've been listening to a lot of Napoleon Hill lately and he talks about, you know, how whenever we're young, a lot of times our kids, they'll be doing things and we'll kind of chastise them for doing certain things. Even like with the kids right now, a lot of them are playing on Fortnite, or you might see a lot of kids on technology. And our people be like, hey, get off of that game or get off of that tablet. We don't really try to understand and tap into what are you doing on this game or what are you doing on this tablet? Because we don't understand the possibilities that can be had. If you got a child that just want to be on a tablet, put something with coding, put something with some type of tech to where you can start teaching them these type of skills. If they're really interested in these games, ask them, like, what do you want from these games? Like, what are you really interested in? Because i seen a 13-year-old last year make almost more than a million dollars off of winning a Fortnite tournament. Right, right. So if you can give your child, okay, you really like this Fortnite game. I see you can make money off of this. Why not let me find a team you can join? Or let me find somewhere where I can put you to be the most successful in that position.
0: Listen, man, what you just said was a whole mouthful. When I had my son, when we had our son, man, you know, he'll be three next week. When he was two and a half hours old, I opened him up a stock account and I bought him a whole bunch of stock. And every week since then, I bought him stock. But one of the things that I did this week, man, that's something that's very near and dear to me was at three years old, I put my son in a advanced learning development school for STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math. Because he can work his way around the phone at two years old really good. And so instead of me being like, you know, some of our friends be like, you shouldn't let him do that on the phone. You shouldn't let him do this. I mean, he knows how to remove apps, how to FaceTime me, how to call grandma. He knows that stuff. He was doing that stuff too. So I was like, you know, I need to help him tap into this more, but like to add on to what it is that you're thinking, you know, if your kid is playing games on their phone and they like that, get into their mind. Hey son. Hey baby, how would you like to make your own game? What my own game? Like, yeah. You know, What if I get you over here? Because there's like schools around here. There's one here called Tech Something. I can't remember, but they teach kids how to make their own apps. And then, you know, imagine getting your kid hyped up to where, how would you like to make your own game and teaching them how to do that? Software developers make $113,000 on average a year in the United States. Hmm. Software developers. Those are people that create apps and different things like that. So you get a four or five-year-old that you can teach how to do an app and then you put them in like a STEM-type training school or something like that for the next two or three years before they go to school, they're at the next level. And we got chastised by our family, like, y'all paying how much a month? We don't even pay that in our mortgage. And it's like, look, the reason that we wanted to do this, because one, we're in position to do it. Two, it's none of your damn business. And three, we want to give our son an opportunity to win. You know what I'm saying? So the thing is that when he goes to school, My job is not to depend on the teachers to teach him. My job is to give him every opportunity to learn in any capacity, whether it's through me or anybody else. You know, as a business coach, what good is it that I can break down someone else and I can't even break down my own child? Hmm. You know, if I'm seeing what he's doing and I'm seeing that he's liking something, I have to catch myself and be like, don't do that, stop that, get off that. I got to be like, why is he doing that? I just kind of watch him and watch him and watch him. And then I ask him questions and... People would be surprised if you just talk to your damn kids. They can tell you a lot about why they doing stuff or what it is that they doing. And you could tap into more about, okay, how do I help him get farther along with that to where it becomes beneficial for him instead of just something that he does to waste time.
2: Man, I love it, my brother. And for those of y'all who are listening in some of those programs that you just mentioned, if you can't afford it, I'm going to be honest. There's a lot of things that are for free. There's a lot of programs that you mm-hmm. can find where half of the times you ain't got to come out of no money. Because right. if you really think about it, this science, math, technology, engineering, that's what drives the country. That's mm-hmm. what's going to push civilization forward. So a lot of times people are really funding those type of things. Mm-hmm. So right. if, you, if you're in a position where you're just like, man, I don't know,
0: get on Google. Just get on mm-hmm. Google. Search it. They got yeah, opportunities out there. Or oh, you know what? Here's an idea. I don't know. This sounds crazy. Go buy a book because guess what if you learn it and you teach your kids you can benefit from it right now you know what i'm saying i watched this thing the other day on uh, i love watching pbs the uh, news hour and they got this thing called making sense and it's a thing that breaks down economics and the economy that's about the only tv i watch outside of football and it was this guy that was begging for money and this dude who was a software developer was like look i'm not going to give you any money but if you're really serious about getting a job Every day after work, I will come, I'll bring my laptop, we'll go over here to the park, and I'm gonna teach you how to code. And he taught this black guy how to code, and this dude ended up getting a job with a Fortune 500 company, making 80,000 a year. This was about five years ago, but now they developed an app that's been downloaded, I think, over like a million times, and there's no telling how much money they're making on that ad, just off of the ad, just the ads and stuff like that that you can sell on the app store and stuff like that. This was a dude begging for money, and you had a guy that walked by him that said, look, you know, I'll take you to go get something to eat. And every day that I leave work, I will come out here. And if you're serious, I'll teach you how to code where you can get a good job and I'll buy you dinner every night. And they did it for a whole month. And the dude ended up helping him get a job. And he got a job making 80 grand a year because you don't need an education in technology like that. If you know what you know, man, you can get hired because – Experience always outweighs, you know what I'm saying, the education, believe it or not, especially in technology. I mean, Google just came out with a thing saying they no longer require a degree to work for them because they're saying we're missing out on too good a talent, hiring people straight out of college that just know the basics, and you got these people that know the advancement of it. So, yeah, man, get these books, start reading with your kids, learning with your kids, and both of y'all create an app, build a website together, and start building websites for people.
2: Start building well together. I love it.
0: That's it, man.
2: So, George, can you tell the people where they can find you at? If they want to get in some coaching, just plug yourself in, all of that stuff, my brother.
0: Yeah, so uh man, you can find me on all social media platforms at Mr. George Pitts on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Periscope, you name it, I'm there, Twitter. Uh you can also go to my website, mister George Pitts.com, and check out some of the things that we've got. Since then, you know, I know we talked about the eBay course, but We've got a ton of courses out there. We've got a course on credit repair that's really hot right now. Uh, We've got a course on stock investing for beginners to teach people how they can get into the stock things and breaking down the fundamentals of a company's income statement, balance sheet, and cash flow statement. We've got tons of stuff out there, man. So make sure you tap into it. Visit MrGeorgePitts.com. Also make sure you follow me on all social media platforms. I do trainings. I've committed myself to do one training a month free on zoom for people on just multiple different subjects so make sure you guys are tapping in because like i said my thing is i'm trying to give back to the community and get people to really take advantage of the opportunities that we got out here instead of waiting on somebody to give us one. i love it i love that shit
1: well before we wrap this one up y'all we're gonna do a couple little housekeeping items first and foremost always thank y'all everybody for listening to the black Wolf the Renaissance podcast Continue to like, share, subscribe, rate us. We like to see sharing it, spreading the word. We've been getting a lot of love lately online with the pod. So I love to hear y'all keep sharing that. Also, y'all make sure to check out our book, Manage Your Money Like the 1%. It just released in worldwide the, Worldwide in stores and online. eBay, on Apple, Amazon, all that. Yeah you gonna have we got the paperback version, it's finally here. We and also
2: that, got it on Kindle too. If you're a Kindle. Reader.
1: You're a Kindle reader. We still got the ebook available as well, but the book is available now in all these different formats. I know a lot of people have been waiting for that actual physical copy, so that's available. We're gonna have that tag down in the show notes.
2: Yeah. Um, and I just wanna say once again, thank y'all, man. Uh, just be on the lookout for all the other services that we got coming out. We will be releasing our subscription service. It's going to be webinar based and and we're just going to be teaching y'all a few variety of different topics. So it's not just going to be focused on real estate. If you're a person focused on stock, you can do that. It'll also be personal development, mental development. We'll be going over different subjects. So it's going to be for something for everyone. So we're just trying to do like our brother, George. We're just trying to give back. We're just trying to help you get on to the next step in your life and really just start changing it making an impact. Jared R. Kelly, y'all got anything, my brothers? All right, I just want to say, this is Black Golf Renaissance signing out.
0: Peace.
1: I got money on my mind.
0: I'm just trying to get some dough. I ain't picking up my line. Unless it's money on the phone. Gotta get it on the daily. All I want is dubs. You know what I'm on. I've been chasing after paper. All I know is money marathon. You can catch me with a dime piece. Me and the money
1: inside me. Diamonds my top piece.